0: Your future marriage relationship can bring you incredible joy or deep pain, and a lot of it depends on how you use your single years. Welcome to the Loving Your Husband podcast. We want to come alongside you and help you use your single years well.
1: you know when i started seeing advertisements for barbie i was thrilled i honestly got so excited about it because i get excited about any live action movie out there that just really brings my childhood to life and i really didn't know what the plot of the movie was going to be from all the previews um, but i started to learn more of what it was about once the reviews came out And so as Christians and as believers, we are called to be set apart and we have a responsibility when it comes to media, you know, whether that's what we watch, what we see, what we read, and that's to be able to discern what is true according to God's word. And so we aren't here to tell you whether you should go see the Barbie movie or not. We just want to process some of the themes that the movie had together. And though the movie was extreme satire and meant to be a comedy, a message at the end of the day is a message. And so let's see what God's word says about those things. And if you didn't see it, I still think you will enjoy today's discussion and find practical tips that you can use towards any movie that you might see in the future. Thanks for that intro, Adrian. You know, a couple of
0: verses i think they're really important in this discussion are romans 12 1 and 2 and john 17 because in romans 12 1 and 2 the bible tells christians that in light of who god is and what he's done for us we are to live our lives for him and part of that means that we don't conform anymore to the pattern Of the world or the pattern of the culture instead we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and in John 17 Jesus prays for his followers that they would stay in the world but not be a part of it which kind of means that we're here physically in the world but our values are different from the culture around us so perhaps you've heard the phrase uh, that Christians should be in the world but not of it And that's kind of what we're talking about
1: today and i love that kim because that kind of goes into the title of this podcast you know living in a barbie world because we are in the world but as christians we're not to be of it but what does that look like for us practically i mean are we not supposed to read anything watch anything attend anything that our culture would promote or advertise um, cause yeah, if that's the case, that would be really, really hard to do. And maybe we should just go live in a cave, but I exactly. am excited to talk about this more in depth with you guys on the podcast.
0: Me too. And okay, before we get too far into the discussion, Adrian, welcome back. It's so good to have <laughs> you, you here
1: again. <laughs> I am super excited.
0: Yes. Well, I'm excited too. As many of you know, uh, Adrian took a new job. Uh, earlier this year and so as a volunteer she just pops in as she can and so we're just so grateful for the times that we get to have her so Adrienne I'm glad you're here for this discussion
1: me too Kim and if you guys didn't know a little update on Kim she celebrated her 58th birthday recently and you know what did we do for her birthday went out to a movie (laughs) with a few friends and we got to see the Barbie movie with her Oh, it was fun. Yeah. I kind of
0: sort of had a Barbie birthday party and I dressed in pink. I actually wore the same thing uh, to the movie, but I represented senior citizen Barbie. (laughs) Adrian, would you tell us how you dressed up and why?
1: Okay. Well, before I get into that, I'll tell you that I am a neutrals girl. Like if you know me, I don't have any color in my closet. So when Kim was like, I'm wearing pink, I was like, I definitely don't have pink but um let me let me see what I can have but luckily I had one outfit that fit me and that's because I'm pregnant so <laughs> it made that decision really easy for me on what to wear because we are having a baby in January and we are so excited auntie Kim is so excited
0: but I thought it would be fun To invite a few of my other friends. And so I called up Val, and she actually did episode number 27. And she just moved to Phoenix with her family. And so I invited her to come. And then I invited Sweet Channing, a recent grad from the University of Arizona, to join us also. And she's the one who probably looks most like Barbie in our group. Yes, because Val and I showed up as pregnant Barbie. Pregnant Barbies. That's right. We had two pregnant Barbies, a senior citizen and then
1: <laughs> actual barbie it was perfect <laughs> well after we all went and saw the barbie movie together we had a chance to process the movie afterwards and we were just like let's make an episode on this i think you guys will really relate to you know getting to see movies read things and just discuss it and find the if, you know what god's word says about it so guys welcome valen channing you guys are going to get to love them yeah,
0: Val and Channing, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and help help our listeners. We know you well, but help our listeners yeah, get to know I'm you so better.
2: I'm so glad to be here. My name is Val. Um, like Kim said, my family and I just moved to the Phoenix area. We actually do college ministry at Arizona State, and I've been married to my husband for about six years. His name's Dave. He's awesome. Uh, we have an almost two-year-old. His name's Carter, and he is crazy (laughs) and yeah like we were saying (laughs) earlier we're expecting our second little boy in december so adrian and i are like weeks apart like maybe a week ish so that's super fun we're really excited to get to do that with them um so yeah i spend most of my time at home with carter i love getting to do that uh but yeah we're just loving phoenix loving growing our family and yeah having a lot of fun exploring a new place
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Channing, and thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's such an honor. So I'm a small town girl from Kentucky. And like you said, Kim, I'm a recent grad from the University of Arizona, where I studied dance and early childhood education. And now I'm out in Tempe, Arizona, where I'll be doing college ministry at ASU with Dave and Val. And I couldn't be more excited about it.
0: So fun. And you guys kind of have a little background. I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about discipleship on the podcast and Val, you had, you played a key role in Channing's faith, right? Can you give us a little
2: update on that? So five years ago, um, Dave and I helped launch Stumo at University of Arizona. We moved from Arkansas all the way to Tucson, Arizona. And uh, one of the first weeks I was there, I met Channing in the student union. She was eating lunch. I asked if I could sit down and eat lunch with her too, and we just kind of hit it off. We were both from the South, and so we kind of had some like similar backgrounds, but yeah, Channing and I hung out a lot over the years, and it was a long process, but yeah, Channing started growing in her faith, helping other girls grow in her in their faith in the dance program, and Now we get to be on the same staff team together. So it's super fun. I've loved getting to be friends with Channing over the last five years. She's one of my first Arizona friends. So it's special to get to do this
0: together. Well, it's so fun. I mean, there's just those relationships are so rich. You know, just the net, how God uses us in other people's lives. It's just such a wonderful thing. But I'm so glad you guys are here. Okay, so back to Barbie. So Barbie... The doll came out before I was born, and I spent most of my childhood playing with Barbie and Ken in my Barbie playhouse, and I remember having the car and the country camper, and there was even like a Barbie airplane, and so that's been kind of fun to kind of reminisce on all of that, but tell us, did you guys play with Barbie growing up? What was that like for you?
3: Uh, Honestly, Kim, I didn't play with Barbies much as a kid. Um, (laughs) I was more (laughs) of an American Girl doll or Polly Pocket kind of girl. Um, But I was still really excited to get to go see this movie because so many people my age and just so many people across the country were talking about it.
2: Yeah, I feel like we're seeing it's maybe a little younger than all of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was going to say she played with Bratz dolls.
2: (laughs) But I for sure played with Barbies. I had a lot of Barbies. I had all the Barbie accessories. I had a life-size Barbie. Did y'all, like, ever remember those? No. They were, like, the real size. No. I remember. Yeah, I wanted I one. remember waking up cool. to Christmas one morning, and this just, like, giant Barbie is sitting in my living room. Uh, like, how I tall? Mean, like, like, like life-size? I, it's probably like, three yeah, feet, right? I, like, yeah. Yeah. four? I mean, it was like tall. tall. It's, feet. like, eye level with you. You could do it their makeup and... You know, braid their hair. Like oh, it, was wow. a, it was the real deal. But I definitely was the girl that cut all the hair off their Barbies eventually. Like I, yeah. No. I had weird Barbies. No. Yeah. But yeah, I had lots of <laughs> Barbies. That was a big part of my like
1: childhood growing up. I, I mean, I had a lot of Barbies. I'm one of three girls. So our house was only Barbies. And I remember one time our neighbor, on Christmas, he surprised us one day with a three level, like custom built Barbie house. And it was awesome. I mean, it was just like a dream. It was like, what level is Barbie gonna go into today? You know, and like let's decorate (laughs) her living room and then her bedroom and all this stuff. And what's crazy is my parents actually still have it in their house today. And they only have one girl grandchild right now. So they're hoping for another one with us. We're doing a surprise baby. So maybe they'll get to play with it like we did when we grew up. (laughs) that's so fun.
0: Well, on this podcast, we're women, and we talk a lot about girl stuff. We talk about how we view ourselves. We talk about boys. We talk about dating. We talk about marriage and even motherhood on occasion. And the Barbie movie had some messages on all of those topics. And we probably won't be able to cover all of them uh, today, but we'd like to just kind of jump in and start talking about a few of them because I really would like all of us as women to really think smart and not just absorb every message that's out there in the world. And movies are kind of the storytelling of our culture and storytelling is a very powerful way to communicate messages. So we need to have a savvy mind and really think through some of the messages that we hear. So we're going to pinpoint some messages in the movie, we're going to run it through some scripture, and then we're going to discuss how do we live in a Barbie world, but not of it. I love that, Kim. I think one of the messages that we need to talk about as a group, because it's kind of the theme of our podcast, is what did you hear the movie communicate about marriage?
1: So you may have heard Kim say this earlier, but she she had said that she had Barbie and Ken when she was talking about the Barbies that she grew up with. And I agree. I also had Barbie and Ken. My Barbies always got married. I can't even really think of a Barbie that I had that lived a single life. It seemed like that's what all my Barbies did. They got married and probably even multiple times, let's be honest, because I was a kid (laughs) and I wanted to dress them up in a wedding dress again and again and again. So I'm not sure what that says about me, but I yeah, either we had a plethora of Ken dolls or I guess from a young age, I really like was valuing marriage. And so I really found it surprising in the movie that Barbie wasn't married at all and really no Barbies were married at all in the movie. In fact, it's almost like Barbie and Ken lived in opposition or maybe even competition of one another the whole time.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, Adrian, I remember thinking that too. Like when I was little, I always had, like, I remember having a Barbie that had a wedding dress. Like that was you know, that was like a Barbie yeah. that you had, like bride Barbie, uh, which it's funny because, you know, they had all the different Barbies, but not that one. And I think maybe, yeah, their message was marriage isn't very important or not meaningful or mm-hmm. something like that. But I remember one quote and I don't have it exactly right, but it was the daughter. I can't remember her name, but you guys remember her name? Yeah, Sasha or maybe. maybe, but she was talking about how, like, true love wasn't a good enough ending for one of the Barbie's stories. And I agree with her. You know, mm. it's not the end all be all of our life. But at the end of the day, you know, my relationship with God, my husband, my marriage, my family are really the most important things. It's like whenever I'm old and, you know, like about mm. to die, those are going to be the things I have, not my. Career or all these other things, and those will be the people that are there for me and things like that. And so, yeah, I just—I know I was thinking, wow, my marriage—it's—it's it's a lot bigger than any career I could have. It made me sad to think like, oh, if this Barbie did get married, if there was a married Barbie in the movie, she would probably feel kind of like, oh, I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? Channing, what?
3: What yeah, do you think? Yeah, um, so. You know, like you were kind of talking about earlier, Val has played a big role in my life. Um, I've gotten to watch just um, a beautiful marriage that her and Dave have together and getting to live alongside of them for the past five years, I've gotten to see what a godly marriage can look like. I'm a single girl who um, prays and dreams to have um, a godly marriage someday, and so getting to witness that in Val's life. Um, yeah, it's just really um, made me excited about that for the future.
0: Yeah, I just think marriage is wonderful, you know? And it's like, we so many young women spend so much time investing in their career. You know, they get all the schooling, all the training, they do all this preparation to be able to be effective in their career, but not many young women really take that type of attitude toward marriage. And so I think it's just a matter of priority because career, it's, it's good to have desires to do meaningful work. I think God's placed that in us, um, but those desires are good. It's just being able to kind of keep it prioritized. And I just felt like the movie – kind of prioritized everything else over just a beautiful healthy healthy marriage
2: mm-hmm. so
0: were there any verses that kind of came to mind when you were you know like what does the bible say about marriage that we could kind of talk about a little bit
1: proverbs 18 22 says he who finds a wife finds a good thing That's and so obviously thing. there's a little bit of relationships going on in the movie but doesn't seem like anyone, any of the kins were looking for a wife. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true.
3: That's true. Val Cheney, did you think of any verses? Yeah, Genesis two says it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And you know, uh, we're all relational beings, and we long for a connection. And God gave us um, Himself and marriage to meet those needs.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good, because I I mean, in the Bible, it marriage is very important. I mean, it is sacred. It's a covenant. Marriage is actually the metaphor that God chose. And metaphor is kind of a picture representation of Christ and the church. So God created marriage as a gift to all the world, as a picture and a reminder of who he is and what he's done for us and his commitment to us. And it's just basically a picture of the gospel. And Ephesians 5 talks a lot about that. Adrian, did you have any thoughts just from a biblical perspective about marriage?
1: I mean, something that I'm thinking through as we were, you know, talking about verses that talk mm-hmm. about marriage, it's like, I don't want to be naive and recognize that, you know, you may not have been given the gift of marriage yet. And so, you right. know, I'm sure some people are processing this and just going, well, like, what do I do with these desires for marriage? Like I want marriage, like right now I have to provide for mer- for myself. So I have to, you know, work hard in my career or, you know, study hard in school. Cause you know, at the end of the day, if you are yeah. single, you do have to provide for yourself. And so obviously I think we saw a little bit more of that in the movie displayed. We saw the single lifestyle. And so I'm glad that on the podcast that we got to talk about God's design and heart for marriage and his design there, just because that just really wasn't highlighted at all in the Barbie movie.
0: Yeah, marriage is good. <laughs> okay, so how do we process all this? You know, I mean, one question that I was thinking that I think we all need to, as we take these messages from Barbie and run it through kind of the grid of Scripture, it's like, is our personal view of marriage being shaped more by our culture or is it being shaped by
1: God's Word?
0: I think that's a good kind of an application point.
1: Oh, I think so too. And I think regardless of what we read, what we watch, we can always ask ourselves that question is my personal view of insert whatever it is shaped more by Mm -hmm. culture or God's word. What's another theme that you guys saw in the movie? It seems like
2: another big thing uh, in the Barbie movie was just identity or how we view ourselves. Would you guys agree that that was a big thing in there? Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. I thought a big message that I noticed kind of throughout the whole thing was that if you didn't have this like mega successful career, like I'm talking like president, Nobel Peace Prize, like surgeon, you know, these like very, very (laughs) elite jobs in the world, then it seemed like your life wasn't as meaningful. You know, it's like the main Barbie, she was a stereotypical Barbie and she kind of has this breakdown because she think she's not pretty anymore which is like crazy she was beautiful uh but yeah she like has this Mm -hmm. breakdown and she doesn't think she has anything else because she isn't president barbie or you know like i can't even remember what all of them were but she didn't have this like big title um and yeah she just thought that that meant she was not meaningful you know and um It was kind of the message of like what you do is what defines you because that's I mean even the names of the Barbie, President Barbie, stereotypical Barbie, there was pregnant Barbie. You know that's just who she was. She was always (laughs) pregnant. You know, yeah. And they made I
0: mean just a a side note. It seemed like they made pregnant Barbie kind of weird. You know, I think there was even a phrase where it's like that's kind of weird. Me and Adrian are like we're
3: pregnant Barbie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess we're weird.
2: <laughs> but you know, Galatians two twenty talks about how when we when we have Christ, we accept Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so it isn't about me anymore. It's not about you know the things I've done or accomplished. It's about what Jesus did for me. Um, and yeah, I just mm-hmm. think that that like that's the message and that's the identity I want to have and think on. Not you know, what accomplishments I've had in my life, whether it's a lot or whether it's not very many compared to some other people.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point,
3: Val. Yeah, Yeah, going off of uh, what Val was saying, something that I picked up on the aspirations that Barbie chased or even the other characters that she was with really defined who she was. And I spent a lot of my life letting the careers that I wanted or the things that other people said about me really define who I was. And so after coming to know Jesus, He completely redefined my identity. And now my identity rests in who He says that I am. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. And I can really rest in that. You know, God has chosen me to be a new creation, and I don't have to think about what everyone else is doing or the other careers that people are chasing because that's just not who He's called me to be.
1: Mm, that's good. That's good. Yeah, really, that comparison will get in the way of us view, of us seeing ourselves as God sees us, which is mm-hmm. where we all need to be. Yeah, that's so true. Well.
0: Like there were a few times where Ken, I guess it was Ken that made this statement, something like, I don't know who I am without you, and I only exist in the warmth of your gaze. <laughs> I actually wrote that one down. And it's like a great day if Barbie like looks at him. And I just think, man, that's such a shallow way to live. I mean, if you're placing all your identity and your the way you view yourself on how someone else views you, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just not a stable way. Oh, it's exhausting too. Yeah, it's exhausting because people are fickle. That's the word I was looking for is fickle. Um, But when Jesus, when we find our identity in Jesus, I mean, it's done. It's like (laughs) secure and it's done. Were there any verses that kind of, that come to mind as you're thinking through identity that might be good to highlight?
3: Yeah, I think uh 1 is Ephesians 2:10 and it says for we are God's handiwork Ooh, yeah, that's a good created one. in Christ Jesus to do good works which God pre- prepared in advance for us to do.
0: Yeah. Cuz you got this this desire for meaning and significance and God has prepared good things for us to do in advance. And uh that we might walk in them and you know bring him glory and it just i that always makes me feel special you know that there's a special thing for that that i that he built me for to do and that's going to bring a lot of meaning and significance in my life
1: i love in um psalm 30, 139 too it talks about being knit together in a mother's womb and that god mm-hmm. made us like he made us and knit us together in our mother's womb and so he places great value oh on each of us and how we were made like he's been with us from the beginning and so therefore like we can't doubt him you know when it feels like he may not be with us in the right now it's like no he was with us in the beginning he's with us right now and he's with us in the future too and so that's just a good thing to be reminded of when we're struggling with our identity or who we are it's like no we're his that's who we are
0: you know we've talked a lot about identity on the podcast and you know it's kind of it's a it's a theme that has kind of woven through a lot of our content. But I remember as a single woman and, you know, just really struggling and wondering, you know, would, would a guy ever notice me or, and the Psalm 139 was just super helpful because, you know, it talks about how, you know, when we sit down and we stand up, I mean, God knows, he knows he's so intimately acquainted with all of our ways. And he knows our thoughts before we even speak them, And he just, we, you know, we see that God made us and he made us for a reason and we have great value because of that, because mm-hmm. of the value he put on us, you know, I
1: um,
0: love that, Kim. yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. Thank you. Um, okay. So how do we process all this? You know, how do we live in a Barbie world where they're finding their identity and what they do and, you know, who's looking at them? <laughs> um, how do we process oh. all that?
1: I think about that very practically as a single girl i remember like being disappointed or sad if a guy was crushing on had you know no interest in me or if he didn't even know i existed you know and i had dreamed up all the stuff in my head and you know find out on instagram or something that they're dating somebody else and so i think that's a huge one of not just living for the praise or the views of you know somebody else or take that to social media you know you're not living for the likes or the follows or the comments it's like who are we living for we're living for christ and his opinion his approval of us is all that matters and we can be certain that we have that approval from him because it says so in god's word because he sees christ yeah. he sees the son jesus who's perfect in us
0: yeah that's good i i remember sitting at my son's karate class one time, pondering the deep things of life, you know, (laughs) while the kids jumped around and kicked and stuff. But I was processing through a lot of these thoughts, and I wrote this little sentence blurb, and I want to share it with you. I actually put it in the Loving Your Husband book, but it just has meant a lot to me, so I wanted to share it with you, but um, I'll read it. In Christ, my value doesn't come from what I do or what I have or how I look rather my value comes from what he did, what he gave and how he looks at me. And that just really just kind of clinches it for me, you know, where we need to
1: find our identity. You better make a cute (laughs) little graphic of that, put it on your Instagram. Cause I'll, I'll repost.
0: Okay. Well, will you make it?
1: (laughs) Yes, I can do that for you.
0: Okay, good. All right. Well. Man, we are running out of time, but I do want us to get to one more topic, because I do think there was a message in the movie about men, and I want us to at least have a little bit of a discussion on that. Ooh, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, they
2: said a lot about men, didn't they?
3: Uh, (laughs) They (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I
2: actually really enjoyed this movie. I, I liked watching it. I thought it was really entertaining. I appreciated that it wasn't super inappropriate, you know, like there were no, yeah, that's true, vulgar scenes. There wasn't very much bad language, and uh, yeah, yeah, no nudity. Uh, I just thought it was really entertaining. But in that same vein, you know, I know we're talking about movies and things like that, and it's important for us to protect, you know, the things we let in our mind and the messages we hear. And because of that, I think that I actually wouldn't see it again, mainly because of the message it had about men. Uh, You know, well, I just, you know, it's like I have a son. I'm having another son. It's like I have a husband. I'm just in a house of boys. Kim, I know that you can totally relate to that, too. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I can totally relate. I just I care (laughs) about like what the world says about men a lot, you know, because I'm like, hey, that's that's like, you're talking about my family there. And it just, I feel like it made men seem really weak and it made them seem Mm -hmm. goofy. Like every man was so goofy, you know, and that's fine. Like we all love (laughs) like a funny guy, but it was kind of a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? And it just made Mm -hmm. them seem incompetent of being leaders. Like when the men took over, everything just kind of like, was crazy and nothing was going right. And they were all so self-absorbed. You know, it was all about like what you look like and things mm-hmm. like that. And it just gave such a terrible impression about men leading, uh, which is what God mm-hmm. made men to do. And, you know, even Ken was like this goofy kind of pushover to compared to Barbie. Uh, and the men in the real mm-hmm. world, were portrayed as like money hungry and dumb. You know, none of them could like get out of the like security system. Like so like hilarious, <laughs> you know, but it's like, oh my gosh, what is this saying about guys? Uh, and then, yeah, I think it just portrayed women as like far, far, far superior than men. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, just as a mom who's raising boys, I would be so sad if they saw that movie and, like, felt like that. You know what I mean? Like, if they walked away Mm -hmm. feeling like, oh, I must be, like, not a good leader. Or I must, like, I should care more about what I look like. Or just things like that. Um, I would just, you know, I would hope that they would be men that respect women and are good leaders Mm -hmm. and are others focused. Not really what the movie totally portrayed about men
0: no not at all yeah. I mean I it seemed like they were oh go ahead Kim oh well I just I mean the whole time I'm thinking I guess they've never been around real good sure. godly guys because I mean y'all they're awesome I mean yeah there are guys out there who are jerks and there are guys I mean that's kind of why I'm talking about these things so that you'll avoid those guys and that because there are good and godly men who are sacrificial in their leadership and they lay down their lives and they serve and they fight for what's right. And we want to create an environment where those guys can really thrive. And you know, I don't I don't want young men to feel like they're stupid or, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I totally agree with you, Val. I, I got that
1: vibe too. Adrian, I kind of cut you off. What were you going to say? No, you're good. I was just thinking our relationship with men should be a lot more harmonious than the movie made it out to be. And so you definitely saw themes of that in the movie where it's like, it's girls versus boys. You know, it's all about the competition. And then the real world, it was boys versus girls, you know? And then it was like, who's on top? There was a clear, you know, gender on top. And I was just like, man, I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. Like in God's design, I think he created men and women with harmony to be unified together. And, you know, men and women come together in a marriage to accomplish things together. And I think we can see that in just our interpersonal relationships outside of a marriage as well. And so, yeah, I think I would have loved to just see more of that. Obviously, the movie was satire, so they were going to make fun of some extremes. But yeah, with what Val was saying, it's like, I want my future son or my future daughter to be able to see men and and women working together in harmony towards the same goal versus being in like opposition or competition of one another. Yeah,
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was very obvious in the
2: movie. (laughs) It's funny, I was thinking like after the movie uh, i was telling dave this i was like you know i i for a long time like when it came to parenting specifically i was kind of like i can do it you know like we've got this little boy but this was when he's like a baby it's like it's kind of me you know like he just kind of needs me but now that carter's getting older it's like oh my gosh he like needs that you know like <laughs> he needs his dad to like wrestle around with and roll on the ground with and you know, they just like scream back and forth at each other, you know, and it's like Carter like needs that so much. And so it just it made me think about like times when I have thought in my marriage, like, you know, man versus woman. And it's like, it just doesn't work. It like maybe works for a second. And then I like quickly see how that's not the way it's supposed to be. I'm sure you guys have probably had times when you felt that too, you know, oh, yeah. but it was just, yeah it was just funny because it Team was like work. a time where i was like oh yeah like we are we are equal in this you know in this like parenting thing we both have big <laughs> roles to play
3: yeah yeah one thing that true. um i did notice though just speaking on individuals of the man and woman in the beginning of the movie, I saw that Ken needed to be validated by Barbie in order to, like, see worth in himself, so I think that's another side of it, too. It's like, you know, to be individuals, we don't have to be validated by the other, but when we're in a marriage, obviously, we're one, Mm -hmm. and so, um, yeah, we do have teamwork in that, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting, too.
0: Mm Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I'm glad oh, yeah. you brought I think that, that circles up, back yeah.
1: to us, even just identity. And so, um, I feel like we're running out of time. So, I hate to like wrap up I our know. combo. but yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Sadly, because I know Val, you've got motherhood things to do. Yes, yeah, speaking of motherhood, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well guys, thanks. This was really fun. It's a different format than we usually do, but it just was fun to process. It was fun to, first of all, to go to the movie with you guys. Y'all made my birthday really fun. But just being able to process it and uh, together was just really helpful. And so I hope you guys have really enjoyed processing it with us. But we are in a world that is going to be a little different than what the Bible talks about and so we're in the world but we're not to let the world shape us into its mold and like i said earlier we need to become savvy thinkers and not just absorb every idea or message that's around us even when there's pressure to do so and hopefully just in our conversation we've been able to model that a little bit for you guys Um, in today's episode so the questions to ask yourself is like when you go to see a movie or reading a book it's like okay what is the message that this is trying to communicate to me and then what does the bible say about that topic and run it through that filter and then decide you know who am I going to listen to am I going to let the culture shape me or am I going to let God's word Mm -hmm. shape me and it's a challenge and so that's why we're in it together and that's why we Mm -hmm. need other believers. And so we hope this has been encouraging for you today. We still have lots more to talk about. And so we hope you'll join us again next week.